welcome back to another episode of the Filipino American Woman Project. I am your co-host, Jen Amos. And as always, I have my incredible, lovely, amazing co-host with me, Nani Dominguez. Nani, welcome back. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I missed you. (laughs) Yeah, because the reason why we were sort of saying that is we did a lot of like bulk interviews like almost weeks ago and then Filipino American History Month happened. And so we sort of like wanted to do a lot of special episodes for that month. And so now is sort of like one of the newer, fresh episodes, like since we did our normal routine of interviews. And so we're pretty excited to have a new story, a new perspective on our show. Before we introduce her and bring her on, let me quickly just do some housekeeping here. If this conversation resonates with you in any way, remember that you can always text message or leave us a voice message. Our number is 415. 484 and the letters TFAW as in the Filipino American woman or the numbers 8329. So I'll say that one more time. That's 415-484-TFAW or the numbers 8329. Nani and I are really big on setting healthy social media boundaries. We are pouring more of our heart, energy, and attention into our newsletter community. And so if you want to get the latest updates on us and you want to be a part of that community, check out our website at TFAW, that's TIFAproject.com, and you can actually subscribe to our newsletter. We just released an amazing newsletter this week. And now that we have a lot of exciting other things coming ahead, I think we're going to be updating more frequently than normal. So Nani, I just want to check in with you real quick and see if you have anything you want to say about the newsletters, because you're really the one that's been putting all the energy and heart into the opening messages. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of increase in our subscribers from the newsletter. And so I'm glad that you guys are getting the point that we're kind of transferring the community that we originally had created and we're engaging with on Instagram really more into the newsletter. So in there, you'll always find like a little opening message from me. You will get a brief little synopsis of kind of the political landscape or current events going on both here in the U.S. and over in the Philippines. And then obviously information on our most recent interviews and also some resources that we want to share with the community that we think that would just be beneficial for the times that we find ourselves in. So there's a lot of good stuff in there. And if you're not already subscribed, make sure you go to tifaproject.com and do that (laughs) right now. Yes. Like now, like while you're listening to <laughs> like this, yesterday, just, like, no, yeah, just like you're already <laughs> behind. You want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for sure. We would love for you to be a part of it. And if you're still a little hesitant, all good. We actually post our newsletter up for free on all, all of our social medias, particularly Facebook and Twitter. So feel free to like kind of peek in from there if you want to. And if you want to see that in your inbox, it's easy to subscribe from there. So thank you, Nani, for that. And again, like I mentioned, if you want any of these details, even the contact information for our our amazing guests that we're about to bring on. You can find all of that at our website, tfawproject.com. The last thing I just thought I'd share is that as we enter the new year, we're really open to more collaborations with our past guests and with our listeners. And so if Tifa Project has really resonated with you at this point, and you think that there's a way we can collaborate with one another, feel free to reach out to us. Remember, we have our phone number. You can also uh, find us on our website. All of our contact information is on there. But we have just loved this collective experience so far of doing the show, and we want to keep that going. So that's it. That's all the announcements I have. Anything else from you, Nani? I'm good to go. All right, sweet. All right. So without further ado, because if you're watching via video, you'll see that Krista has been sitting there like, uh, okay, guys, like, no. 
<laughs> I love it. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm like, you drop me some drops, okay? <laughs> yeah. So we're really excited because backstory, Krista has been so flexible with her time and very accommodating of us because we've, we've like literally rescheduled this interview, I think like three times. Three times. Yes. Yes. So let me go ahead and introduce you all to Krista. Her last name is pronounced different ways, depending on if you're French or American. So Krista Narostant, if you're French, and then if you're American, it's Narostant. So Krista (laughs) Narostant, AKA Narostant. Did I get it right? Narostant. Is that correct? Narostant. Narostant. Yeah, yeah. Nar- Narastant or Narastant? Narastant. I, I, you know, it's like Narastant. Like, you know, my, my, my husband's family, for some reason, they just like leave out the NT, you know? Just, oh, oh. It's like Narastant. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's... it's I butcher it all the time. Trust me. Oh, yeah. So we'll keep all of that in there and we'll leave it to our (laughs) listeners to decide how they want to pronounce your last name, Krista. But Krista is an incredible woman. She is an author, spiritual medium, psychic, and trauma coach. She's the owner of SelfishLifestyle.com. And that's actually spelled S-E-L-F hyphen I-S-H Lifestyle.com, where she serves as a certified spiritual medium and a teacher to demystify the world of spirit and energy. She's also an advocate for women and children. She hosts a podcast dedicated to encouraging, empowering, and elevating the self-care journey on selfcaretuesdays.com. There's so much more to be said about her, but without further ado, let me just bring her on and have her talk about herself. Krista, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, ladies. I'm standing here like, oh, you want to talk to me? <laughs> I know. Like, that's the weirdest thing, right? It's like suddenly, oh, you have a book now you gotta just go ahead and and talk and talk and I'm just like oh yeah that sucks because I'm so like um let's have like a back and forth conversation but no thank you so much for that intro I am so grateful to be on the show thank you so much yes we've been trying to get on back and forth but you know in my world there's no such thing as a coincidence Mm -hmm. there really isn't and I was just actually meditating about this today today's the new moon in Scorpio, mm-hmm. I'm not an astrologer, but I love mm-hmm. to follow it because it's part of my world. Mm-hmm. And the past week or so has been like so vocal in societal charge. Mm-hmm. And today in astrological sense, it's supposed to be a time where it's a calm down and you're able to like speak up and open up and be in more of your balanced state. And I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. Today is exactly why yeah. it was because we rescheduled this three times. Yes. The first yeah. time I, I um, that was me because of my travel. Mm-hmm. And then the second time was because of the Filipino month, the history, yeah. hi- history month. And I totally understand. Mm-hmm. Totally understand. And so now we're here. So I'm so grateful. Thank yeah. You so and, and you're about to go to a wedding. So you're just like dressed <laughs> amazing. And it's like, well, yeah. wow, that's perfect because we do video now. So it's like, it's perfect to capture you before this wedding. So, yeah. you know, I'm, again, we're just so grateful for your flexibility. Expectation. I'll give you a, I'll send you a, this is the expectation. Reality will be another different picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> before and after. <laughs> before and after. <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. I love it. <laughs> well, Krista, why don't we start with you sharing, how did you hear about our project? And also what compelled you to say, yes, I want to be on this show? Yeah. So, you know, when I, on this journey of becoming my my first authorship, my first book, Indestructible, The Hidden Gifts of Trauma, you know, I really wanted, I came here when I was 12, I migrated to the States at 12 years old. And so I really wanted to make sure that this book was represented by the community. 
you know, and I wanted to be able to make sure that I was able to, you know, go out there and represent also the Filipino community. And so I just started researching and I, um, and I've actually already followed you guys because I also have my own podcast. And so, you know, I love being inspired, you know, Mm -hmm. I love being inspired. You know, I've gotten to that point where it's like, there's no such thing as competition. It's just inspiration. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Right. There's no such thing as competition, just inspiration. Because anybody that you might even want to be like, oh, you know, like a few, it's like, well, you're inspired to do better now, right? Or you're inspired to do more, right? So I've somehow reframed that as an entrepreneur, as a medium, as a coach, even as a parent. You know, Mm -hmm. it's really important to kind of digest that down to that level. And so I felt that you ladies were, I'm like, I follow you, Jen, and I follow Nani. (laughs) We've been going back and forth in that, uh, you know, on Instagram. So it was like, I feel like this podcast was a really good way to represent the book and, you know, having this camaraderie as women, you know, Filipino-American women, because I am now Filipino-American. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're so. building our network and strengthening yeah. our network. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So yes, again, thank you, ladies, for having me. Yeah, I think that's a great way to really open up our conversation and remind people that there's no such thing as competition, just inspiration. And I think when people are starting off with new projects or new ventures, it's very easy to maybe like look left and right and see if someone else is doing the same thing and maybe have those feelings of like competitiveness or comparison or even like jealousy. But I think when you really challenge those feelings and really unpack why you're feeling that way, I have found for myself that's like, oh, that's just reminding me that I need to prioritize that. Or that's just reminding Mm -hmm. me that I need to do more of that in my life. And the only reason why I feel that way toward that person is because they're doing something that I've been putting off that I know that I wanted to do. That's not always the case, but definitely that's one of, I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons when I really unpack those feelings to be like, oh, that's just an external reminder that I can do it too. Or like, I can prioritize this. I'm not going to fight for my limitations. I'm going to like, you know, fight for my possibilities. And that, that person is sort of like a reminder that I could be capable of doing something like that as well. So thank you for opening up with that. And I feel fortunate with our show that I personally, and Nani, you can tell me too, like, I haven't really felt that sense of competition from anyone. Like this show has really been a a collective, like a collaborative experience. And, and it's just, I've felt nothing but love from everyone who's been on our show so far. Yeah. And I think that's also not the energy that we give out either. Like we're Mm. very much, I mean, my statement is collaboration over competition. I don't believe in that like catty stuff, but at the same time, the crab mentality in the Filipino American Mm. community is real. We have to acknowledge it. And Mm -hmm. it's, I think that's what's special about spaces like ours, like your podcast and your business and also the Tifa project is it's a container to talk about that stuff. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a safe place to explore those kinds of things and unpack why it might make you mad to see somebody else doing well. Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, when you strip down your biases and whatever blind spots you have, it's really coming from something inside yourself that you're not happy with. Not, Mm -hmm. it's not about that person that you're, you know, envying or hating on or whatever those surface feelings might seem like. It's really something that you need to dig deeper and figure out for yourself because you shouldn't feel that way. We're all sisters. We're all community and we're here to help each other and lift each other up, not tear each other down. And there's space for all of us. Mm. Yes. And again, you know, we don't, you know, I'm not sitting here like, oh, you know, I'm on this, you know, aloof type of situation. I was like, because I've been there, 
I've been, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I've been right. competitive. I'm an entrepreneur yeah. for, I had my own business for the past 21 years, you know, it's, yeah, it's, and it's, that's how it's, we it's learn to navigate those spaces. Right. Yeah. You know, and I was at that level of aggression. It was like, you know, and, and until I came out of spiritual closet at 32, mm. you know, and recognized that there is definitely more beyond just achievements in the financial level. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Or in a mental level, because, you know, I was, you know, obviously mentally and financially driven, uh, you know, logical and all that sense, you know, and very um, cerebral in this level. Only then did I level into self-awareness and self-accountability that I'm able to speak like this, that I'm able to go like, yeah, yeah, shit, like shit, you would have saw me (laughs) fucking 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is that? And that's the beauty of the intersectionality, too, between Filipino and American culture is, you know, we come here to America and a part of assimilating is learning how to get in the game and survive in a capitalistic world and, you know, chase after the financial success or the status or the power, whatever it is that you seek. But our Filipino culture teaches us like we have to always come back to the collective and always give back to our community and, you know, stay a part of it and create family. So you need a balance. It's values, right? That's one thing that I'm very grateful for having been raised, born and raised in the Philippines for the first 12 years of my life. Mm. The different circumstances and values. And again, I had done another interview and I'm laughing because I'm like, I love my childhood. But then you read my book, you're like, how the fuck do you love your childhood? Oh, by the way, I'm like (laughs) the cursing angel lady. Dennis, I did that. All good. Um, No, no, it's okay. (laughs) The show is explicit, um, so express how yeah. you feel. Oh, good. good, good, good. <laughs> speak your truth how you want to speak it. That's yes. how, that's what we say. Good. Thanks, because, you know, that's me. So <laughs> She's like, thanks, because so I'm going to like, anyway. <laughs> so it's about, like, perspective, right? Even as a child, from a very, um, you know, the culture being, the culture in the Philippines is, you know, the woman is subservient to men. And, right. you know, the double standard is real very real. And, you know, I would remember growing up, like I couldn't go anywhere without my kuya or without a male person. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if I could beat them up <laughs> right? or I could like over, <laughs> overthrow them. It doesn't matter. Just the fact that there's a male next yeah. to me who's family. Right. And, yeah. and okay, you know, and then fast forward coming here at 12 as a teen and really rediscovering like this whole coming out story of holy crap, there's freedom here. There's a different mm. ability for even as a young girl. Yeah. You know, and it also helped that I moved to <laughs> Newark, which was like a culture shock, right? Because there's like no Filipinos. You were like the only Filipino, yeah. like family mm. in my, in the city. And, you know, so that was like a new world to navigate and to adapt and shift, but still holding down my household was very Filipino. So we were able to blend the American ways and still maintaining the culture inside the home. Yeah. Right. And actually teaching my friends, you know, like the culture and marrying both. And then four years later, we moved to this other town called Belleville, which is like Filipino town. There's like three Filipino stores literally on the corner, <laughs> right? It's like you're bombard, you know, and I'm like, what? Right. So yeah. And then I had to relearn. See, I'm from Cebu. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the Visaya Islands. My dad, you know, if you just because you're Filipino, doesn't mean you were going to understand each other because right. there's over a hundred dialects right. in the Philippines. Right. Yeah. So I actually learned how to speak Tagalog because I started exploring like, oh, dating Filipinos. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, oh, so I always looked at life and any changes or any shifts with like awe. With like, oh, you know, whether it's good or bad, you know, you always have to look at everything with optimism 
mm-hmm. and with the ability to how do I make this work for me? Mm-hmm. How do I make this work for me so that I am intact? Yeah. And because if I'm intact, then my immediate vicinity will be intact and so yeah. on and so forth. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's a cool understanding of blending all these different cultures, all these, you know, my husband's American, but he's Haitian American. Mm. Right. Yeah. So that's another culture to ship. My daughter is Filipino American Haitian. <laughs> wow. Right. You know, so, yeah. 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 So I definitely make sure like her aunt came in today but you know it's really lola and he's like don't forget to bless you know she knows how to bless <laughs> oh, <laughs> right yeah well yeah yeah so that's alive. very important yeah. it's very important to have values and and understanding of your history but not be attached to your history mm-hmm. right wow. yeah yeah very important mm-hmm. very important to understand know where you have came from and take the nuggets and take the gems yeah. But not to be attached to it. Never be attached to anything personally, yes. right? Yes, that's so right? big. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like life happens through you, not to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's not something that should be taken lightly. Life mm-hmm. happens through you, not to you. Right. And trust me, I have clients to be like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. F you. You know, and I'll be like, yeah, I know. Trust me. Somebody yeah. told me that. I was like, F you too. Right. Yeah. But then <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like, oh, shit, like it kind of gets you to out of that chaos state mm-hmm. and bring yeah. you to the state of alignment and brings you to the state of objectivity with honoring your truth. Right. Yeah, for sure. And yes. honoring how you truly do feel at that moment. So, yeah. 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 yeah no, it's hard to push through, I think, when and I can relate to this, too. You know, when you think that life is happening to you and you're taking everything around you or your circumstances that you find yourself in so personally or internalizing those as like your fault or your responsibility when really it's like you have a choice you just can't see you know what I mean you just have to unlock yourself from that belief that's just so deep rooted in you that you think everything is kind of like the victim mentality I guess yeah and once you can escape that then it's like wow you feel so powerful whole new fucking world yeah and it sounds so small and it's difficult to like articulate I guess but it's something that you have to go through and like a realization that you have to have on your own to really understand the like impact of that power that you do inherently have correct very Yeah. yeah truly and that's the purpose of why I do what I do Right. Yeah. You know, when I created selfish lifestyle, everybody's an individual. Everybody's different. Everybody's on their own journey. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on their own journey, wherever they are, wherever you are, on or where you are. But the question needs to ask is, are we happy here? And how is mm-hmm. this serving us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, sure. and yeah. And everybody's happiness is so different. Jen, your happiness is totally different from mine. And, you know, and, and <laughs> so, but it's very cool to explore that question, actually. Because on what level, like, you know, on a human level or on a spirit level or even on a whole level, on a soul level. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why I wrote the book, mm-hmm. because when I started sharing my story of hardships and traumas and, you know, again, growing up in the Philippines, you know, discipline was a different world. This. Yes, I got hit. Yes. You know, and when we were wrong, we got pow pow like, you know, <laughs> and, but it became normal. And that's when we the consequence was, you know, totally like. You know, even as a child, like I would be like, oh, yeah, I would get in trouble. But is it worth the beating or yeah. is it worth the, <laughs> I right? can take it. I'll still be I alive. Could take it. After. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's worth it. You know, is it worth kneeling down on the floor? 
yeah. for 30 minutes. I mean, I'm sure it was only like 10 minutes, but you know, yeah, as a child, it felt, it think, felt forever, it. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, like forever, right? I mean, right. you know, there's no such thing as timeouts, you know, mm. in, you know, I mean, for me growing up anyway, but, you know, let me just be clear. There was 13 children. Okay, living in one house, right? Mm -hmm. So we ran, you know, we ran it, you know, and we were all different, you know, personalities and everything. And we we had nannies, yes, but, you know, our main parent was my uncle Mm -hmm. and he just would always just have his stick ready. Oh <laughs> gosh! It's like yeah, he just like yeah. has it like on his side, like a yeah, sword. just on his side, like... and, and and it's almost just like comical, right? Because he yeah, never yeah. actually he's like the biggest teddy bear, right? Mm. So, yeah. So it and it's just all like flexing, but you know, my father was on a different level, and you know, and that's where I knew that I thought growing up like this was like you just got to get up and survive, 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 mm-hmm. right? And what we were talking about earlier, you know. You were a victim. I was a child. Mm -hmm. To me, as far as I'm concerned, before you're 18 or so, you're a child. You're not a victim, Mm -hmm. right? Even as young as like 16, right? But that's when I, then I start going into the coaching set, right? Like if we start going into the prefrontal cortex and how do we develop that executive function and, you know, the ability to determine consequences, right? And because you know, in science, you don't have your full capacity of your prefrontal cortex until about 25. But oh, I wow. do believe that, yeah, I know. That's right? a fun fact. I didn't know that. Yeah, that makes yeah, me feel better about my life. I think that's why they say, I think that's why they say like, you can't get a rental car until you're like 25. 25. Isn't that, is that maybe, a thing? Yeah. Maybe. I heard that's like a thing or like you have to have someone sign you off. Like you have to have like a guardian or something yes. in order to a get co-signer. a rental car. Yeah. Like yeah, you, have, you can't be you're like right. the main like, I think that's what I remember. It's like, you have to be at least be 25. So that, you know, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Cause I was like, well, what about if like, what if I turned 18 or 21? Why not those years? Why do I got to wait till I was 25? But yeah, I mean, that makes yeah, sense. Right? You don't understand you're, you're, you're the executive function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of coming of renting someone else's car temporarily using someone else's car. Yeah. 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 Correct. But I do believe that the experiences you have will build the resilience you need, the courage you need, or whatever it is that you need to survive. We are a survival species. Mm-hmm. That's what we, you know, we, you know, even from the womb, we're meant to survive. Mm-hmm. That's really the human function. That's the, that's us as a species. So, so whoever's listening and who's going through something, or I mean, everybody, the whole world is going through trauma right now or chaos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? At the time it's of like, this recording, I'm sure everyone has experienced some form some of trauma. Level. Right. Like at least like five different levels of trauma, I'm sure. Like that I'm getting goosebumps talking about it because right it's now. just like, yeah, yeah, very true. Very yeah. relevant. Because I always have to remind everyone, it's not about comparing traumas. It's about honoring your truth and honoring your moment because there's gifts there. There's gifts in your pain. There's gifts in the traumas. There's gifts in your experience. What matters is, did you unpack it enough to gain the gifts? Did you dig mm. enough to gain the gifts? Yeah. Did, did you, you, did you, you like pull up the all the wrappings and like open yes. up the boxes and the box and the box and the box? Yeah. You know, to find what yeah. the gift really is. And sometimes yeah. people don't even remove the bow off of the, of the gift because it doesn't look like a bow. It doesn't look like, you know, Christmas wrapping. Right. It doesn't look like a box in a box in a box. It's painful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's painful. But just like you say, if we like, you know, unravel all that and we like mm. unpack all of that, we come to find that there really mm. is a gift in our pain. Yes. Right. With love intact, right? Always with love, right? Always with love. And if the foundation is respect and love within oneself, 
then, yeah, I mean, I always will say, you know, I will always use my clients in regards to like, you know, when they come in and it's, it's like, you love yourself enough to call someone. Mm -hmm. You love yourself enough to survive. You know, the practice of self-love is like somebody had said to me, how do you know self-love if nobody ever taught it to you? Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, oh, that's a very real question. I said, self-love is an instinct. The moment you decide to survive, the moment you decide enough, the moment you decide, okay, I will, you know, self-love can look like a glass of wine or Mm -hmm. self-love can look like I will stay here for two more days. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. Self-love can look like so many different things. Self-love just means that you are trying to survive and beyond that. That's it. So practice self-love more, practice surviving more, but even more, I challenge everyone is to, to go beyond surviving and to go to thriving. Big, Mm -hmm. huge difference, right? Mm -hmm. Because survival mode, there's a difference between survival mode when we're just band-aiding everything, where we're Mm -hmm. band-aiding with our successes and our accomplishments and, you know, what we have, but thriving is when we're doing internal work. Yeah. How are we, you know, how are we thriving in our, in our internal world? Yeah. And, and. And reflecting also with our outside world. It's deep work. It's heavy work, but it's so rewarding. I want to kind of backtrack a little bit and, you know, just acknowledge the fact, like going back to, you know, your history and how you are a Filipino American woman today. And having come here at 12 years old, obviously, there was a lot of inner work that you had to do, you know, to show up to be who you are today. And I'm curious to know, from a Panay perspective, like what that journey had looked like for you, because I think that just like we were talking, like the the big theme of this conversation today so far that I've been gathering is that it's all about personal responsibility. It's all about kind of being your adult ally and focusing on like really honing in on your own story, like owning your story as bad or as good as it is, which is usually that plus more and unraveling, unwrapping like the real gifts that come out of that. And so, you know, really the purpose of the show is to speak to our listeners who are, you know, individuals of Filipino descent that identify as female. So I'm curious if you don't mind, if you're open to it, to really just kind of talk about that shift you went through as, you know, as being a Filipino American today. Yeah. So I decided to come out of the spiritual closet at 32 Mm -hmm. and being Filipino or heavily Catholic (laughs) <laughs> oh boy <Yep. laughs> Emily Catholic right and I'm mm-hmm. like and again you know I was again very cerebral I had I had my business then at going 10 years so I was married mm-hmm. you know everything was cozy man I was like why why would I fuck shit up why, why? <laughs> <laughs> right? so my mediumship just to explain mediumship is where I'm able to speak to you know past loved ones and spirit Mm -hmm. And I've had this since I was a child. However, life happens. And growing up, when this would happen to me, I would go to my adults Mm -hmm. and they would just be like, just go to church, pray it away, Mm -hmm. pray it away. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, read a Bible. Like my Lola would literally like read me the Bible. I love my faith. Mm -hmm. I love my faith in regards to angels and Jesus, Mama Mary. I I grew up in that. I I loved it. But it was also my trigger. Church was also my trigger. Nobody knew that. They're like, go to church. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like when I meant trigger is that when I would actually follow what they say, because that's how, that's how much I did rely mm. on my adults, mm-hmm. right? Because that that's the upbringing. The upbringing is mm. you're a child, you're, you're seen, not heard, right? Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you know, growing up in the Philippines. later that you didn't follow your own <laughs> truth. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I there's a balance. There's a gentle, and I try, you know, again, man, shit. If you're a parent, like, <laughs> kudos to you, right? Yeah. Because I have a five-year-old and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, you know, it's like all it's cozy because yeah. it, it, it ain't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's no yeah. handbook. And even yeah. with me being trained, you know, as a coach yeah. and, you know, I mean, you're my still family. still being tested as well, yes. Yeah, my, yeah. my family's like, you entertain her too much. You let her talk too much, right? Like, yeah. you know. You know, and I'm like, and I'm like, no, they need to be heard. But don't get it twisted when it comes to that point. I always say, oh, no, my, my daughter will always be like, oh, shit, Mondrial. Right. Like, you know, like <laughs> oh, there's boy. a level. There's the values, again, and the discipline is very important. Yeah. You know, and I never really had to hit her or anything like that. It, it's just this instilling her the respect. But, you know, I'm more tolerable than most. I'm tolerable, especially more tolerable than my, my adults, than my family growing up. Yeah. So then that was a big change for me in identity. Because mm. I had to then reestablish uh, myself within my family, within my core, to let them know I'm not a demon, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm not denying Jesus, I'm not denying angels, and you know I'm of sound mind and heart and body, right? I've obviously ran a business, successful business. I got a family, you know, healthy relationships in all levels, mm-hmm. and then this happened, and so. You know, I had to decide, okay, again, how do I honor me first? Mm -hmm. And that's actually how I came up with Selfish. Because when I started going into my unpacking stage and I started, decided, okay, you know what? This is obviously, if I believe that God is love, my faith, God is good. Mm -hmm. God is love. And if God loves me, if I am of God and God, you know, and I'm I'm not from God, then then God would have made me Mm -hmm. bad. God wouldn't have made me evil. Right. Right. And so I had to reshape my perspective and reframe my idea of, you know, that this was a human thing, that seeing mediums and seeing somebody that you don't understand comes from steps from fear and fear exists just because you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So then I decided with my prefrontal cortex and I said, I have to study this. I have to decide to align myself in the world of good and light and, you know, and I want to be able to honor this experience of mine. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And then through my journey, it was a lot of healing. It was a lot of, uh, you know, when I had my first client, it was, you know, my first question was, how can I help others if I myself have not yet healed? How dare mm-hmm. I do this mm-hmm. work? Right. And I don't think not enough people, you know, ask that of them enough. Mm-hmm. You know, how can I help others if I have not yet healed? Because mm-hmm. then I'm just projecting or I'm being affected by their stories. hmm. Right. And as an advocate for women and children and, you know, as a board member of um, different organizations that involves sexual assaults, domestic violence, you know, I have to be able to be emotionally intact and in the power to be able to help. Right. And not be in there with them, mm-hmm. be empathic, but be in power. Does that make sense within mm-hmm. oneself? So. My journey of healing took at least a year and a half. I actually took a year and a half off of selfish. And wow. and what yeah, I did a lot of coaching, therapy, self-caring, self-loving, because it was also affecting me on a physical level. Yeah. When I kept fighting it, my my so my craft is hairdressing by trade. I've been a hairdresser. Oh, for, I was like, that's why your years. hair looks great. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a time where I couldn't do hair. My neck locked up and my arm locked up. Oh wow. Up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're fucking with my money now. Like, that, you know what I mean? Like, I went into my East Coast. <laughs> I really have to mode. figure this out now. Yeah. Right. Because it was literally like. You couldn't ignore it. 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 
yeah, I couldn't yeah. ignore it. And it just, it, it came out of nowhere. I went to, um, I went to a doctor. Um, I went to multiple doctors. I went first, I went to a chiropractor. A chiropractor was like, you know, took an x-ray, x-ray. And she was like, did you get into a car accident? Because that's how much, how severe my, my disc collapsed. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I'm like, of course. Again, this is before I was woke, you know, this is where I was all like spiritual stuff. <laughs> I was like, post woke. <laughs> right. I'm like, hello. Like, wouldn't you think I would know that or I would remember that? Right. Yeah. And I was like, you know, my, my thing, my goal was to get back to work, get back to making money. You know, money was important to me at that point, you know. And I say that's not important to me now, but I have a different view of it now. Mm-hmm. Right. It was survival mode then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, I obviously had to, you know, don't want to get sidetracked, but I had, I had to take, take care of my brothers by the time I was 21. And then, so I did that, went to another doctor and the Western medicines solution for me was having it once a week, epidural shots on my neck. And wow. I just was like, yeah. And mm. again, this is also the Filipino in me going like, I gotta be like dying to like take medication or go to the hospital. Right. Cause it's like, you know, like we're very big on like letting the body heal and doing like the natural way of being. And I mean, I was exposed to both being growing up in the Philippines, you know, being in the city. My mother's side of the family were very entrepreneurial. We had pharmacies, we had bakeries, we had gas stations and all of that. And then in the summers, we would spend it on my dad's side, which is like rural as heck, no lights. You sleep on the floor, you sleep at a hut, right? You go to the bathroom wow. outside. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like a big that, difference. Huge mm-hmm. difference. But growing up, I was so grateful for that because I was exposed to both worlds. Yeah. And my dad's side, you know, when you would get a fever, you would get sick. You don't, you didn't have a doctor. You would call the mountain man. Yeah. <laughs> like the witch doctor to come and, yeah, you know, and again, when I'm watching this at eight years old, you know, smoking, smoking it up and like, you know, clearing the fever away. And I didn't understand it at eight. I was just like, yeah. what happened? Like, just go to my mom's pharmacy. Yeah, but you were able to see like how but, different types of yes. people have to walk through life. Like not everybody can just go to the pharmacy. And Correct. that's important to understand as a like kid so in your important. formative years. Yeah, exactly. And so even when, and again, as we started this podcast, again, in my world, there's no such thing as coincidences. So when even at 32 years old, when I decided to come out of the spiritual closet, like I, that really held me down that I knew that there was other, there was more to life beyond this, you know, what you can see here and feel here in this space, in this earth realm, right? Because that's what we touched. I knew that. So I knew that I couldn't just deny what was happening to me. Mm-hmm. And so when I decided, okay, I'm going to try the holistic route and talk therapy, ridiculous. Like I, if I suggest anything to anybody going through anything, get a coach, get a therapist, get sessions, mm-hmm. do whatever you need to do because the gift of your own stories, the gift of your own experiences with accountability, with awareness, with respect to oneself, mind blown mm-hmm. for you, for you. So that was my journey. It took a year and a half before I decided to to come back. And then that's also how I decided that's where I had an epiphany of writing a book. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. I've always just I've always just survived my traumas. I just kept going. I just kept going. I was like, ah, no victim here. <laughs> right. Yeah. I never honored the victim, I, which was the child. Yeah. yeah. I never honored the victim. And you know what? It doesn't matter how old you are. The person that's being triggered is a part of you that was hurt. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you're 30, 
six years old, you know, with in front of me, the, the person who's triggered and the person who's hurt is that eight-year-old. It's not mm-hmm. the 36-year-old. It's that eight-year-old that wasn't healed, mm-hmm. right? The inner child that wasn't yeah. acknowledged, mm-hmm. right? So it's a really, really interesting journey, the healing the inner self. Yeah. Right? Let's talk a little bit. So one of the new things that we're doing for our interviews nowadays is what life looks like today, pandemic style, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because before we would like to ask people like, what's this overall life lesson that you want to share that you live by. But as, as we all know, collectively, you know, we've all experienced a different number of traumas in the year Mm -hmm. 2020. And so tell us a little bit about how are you showing up today, Krista? And maybe what's that maybe reoccurring mantra or phrase? And I know you hinted at it earlier, so you're welcome to kind of rephrase it if you want. But what's that one thing that kind of like keeps you going, keeps you motivated, you know, to show up and to be the best version of yourself today and for other people? For me, it's always about, you know, taking inventory of myself, my internal mm-hmm. self. Where am I mentally? Where am I emotionally? Mm-hmm. Where am I spiritually and physically? Mm-hmm. Right. I I am, you know, we live in the four bodies. And for you to not think that that's true, that you have four bodies, take a deep breath right now and connect to your body. Oh, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I never realized to thank my body for, for showing <laughs> up or waking up, you know, just for raising yeah. your hand, you know, it's yeah. like, what? Yeah. It's like, I'm fully abled. Oh my goodness. Like, oh my that's goodness. amazing. I can like, right? I can comb my own hair. I can wipe my own ass. Like, exactly. you know, some people, some people take, take, we take it for granted. Like for granted. Yeah. No, we I hear you. Take it for granted. Yeah. And you know, and again, I'm human. We're all human. We're all flawed. That's the best part yeah. about it. That's mm-hmm. the best part. It's about how do we respond though? And we are in that state. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And how, and you know, the questions of which part of me is speaking, mm-hmm. which part of me is speaking? Is it my emotional body? Is it my physical body? Am I just triggered because I'm just tired? Mm-hmm. I hadn't have enough sleep, mm-hmm. you know? Or, you know, I, I'm on my three-day detox of no carbs, no sugar, no coffee. Like, yeah, I'd be pissed too, right? Wow, good for Are you. you <laughs> doing that. Would not. Okay, I definitely need my coffee, but go on. <laughs> I've, been all, I've been through it all, right? So, it. you know, again, it, it's always about asking the right questions, right? It's like, where am I? How is this affecting me right now? And which mm-hmm. part of, of me is being affected? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The best is, is it even mine? Is this mine? Is this anger mine? Is this pain mine? Because we are all in physical bodies, but don't get it twisted. You have an auric body. You are an empath. Everybody's an empath. We are sentient beings. We are just a big battery walking around, right? What frequency (laughs) are we functioning from? What Mm -hmm. frequency are we functioning from? You know? So that's why I always ask, tell you, come back home to you. What's your world? What's your home world like right now? Mm-hmm. In regards to listening to the media and what's going on in social media and, you know, what you're seeing on TV, what, you know, what station you're listening on, you know, what podcast you're listening to, what shows you're watching, right? And then, for you know, this is the world of experience. This is an experiential world. Mm-hmm. Stimulating. We're always stimulated, but come back home and ask, what is the simulation doing to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and like it's disturbing me. about bringing it home. And, bringing it home to you. Yeah. And yeah. internalizing, you know, why am I holding space for this in my head or in my heart or in my body? Mm-hmm. 
and what does that mean to me? And once mm-hmm. you start becoming a lot more intentional with that, I think self-care and self-love mm-hmm. also come so much easier with that too. Cause it's like, oh, when I'm being intentional about what I bring into my myself or what I'm mm-hmm. bringing home, obviously I want to have myself's best interests at heart, mm-hmm. you know? And so Correct. then it becomes the question of how am I caring for myself or how am I creating the space for myself that I know I need in all the different aspects mm-hmm. or areas of my life. So I think that that's a great tip to like dip your toe in or just start to organize your internal world yeah. and again, be more intentional with it. Like how, right. How is this serving me? Yeah. I know it sounds really selfish, right. But, it, but first and foremost, you're the center of your world, right. Mm-hmm. I have my world. Nani has her world. Jen has her, her world. My daughter has her world. My husband mm-hmm. has his world. Mm-hmm. Right. But we all have to coexist and interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And we have to honor without compromising mm-hmm. our needs and wants and desires from each other. Yeah. So why do I have to dim me so that you could be okay? Mm-hmm. Or why should you dim yourself so that I could feel okay? Right. Well, if, Again, if we base it in love and res- there's space for all of that, right? So it's always, to me, the question is always beginning with how is it serving me? Whether I'm happy mm-hmm. or sad or angry, whatever emotion I'm in, because just because you're constantly happy, you got to also analyze that too. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm taking this news really well because guess what the past few days I've been on a meditation retreat and I've been eating well and now I mean literally I was I'm just gonna I'm sorry I'm gonna share this story really quickly because I had gone to Vancouver for a two-week seminar on the Satir method of therapy which is an amazing retreat so Mm -hmm. I was on cloud nine you know I was one with nature I was hugging trees and meanwhile I'm also (laughs) like you know feeding my mind and feeding you know I'm so excited to like use this on my clients when I get home like I'm like oh yeah, like I was feeding my four bodies mm-hmm. to a whole new level. And then right after that, like I flew from Vancouver to Turks and Caicos to meet my family of 20. This is how we, vac- we vacation. Filipinos, we, 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 we come in droves, okay? <laughs> we don't go anywhere. It's like nowhere. <laughs> Less than 10 people. Like that's just how it works. So we, I fly to Turks and Caicos to meet up with the rest of my family. My cousin, she's already like manic she's already like just so funny you know it's too many things going on blah blah blah, blah. and I'm going in there like aloof like hi mm-hmm. <laughs> how's it going you know and she's just looking at me like this is what your daughter did this is what this is what you know this is what it's all going on and I'm just kind of like okay let's process let's allow this to you know and I was just and she, she's just looking at me like how are you so calm right now and I'm like you know what you're right it's because I just did that so mm. Even the good times, you've got to take inventory. Even the good things, take it back home with you. Mm-hmm. Because then when, when shit hits the fan, you're kind of go, oh, I got to go back there. Mm-hmm. I got to reassert that, Krista. Or I got to reassert those moments to then bring home to realign so that I'm able to handle the chaos mm-hmm. yeah. in alignment. So it's, how is it serving me? So even anger serves you. Anger serves you plenty. Okay. Sadness serves you. Grief serves you. How is this, you know, what's on the other side of grief? What's on the other side of pain? What's on the other side of resentment? Mm-hmm. The other side of resentment is forgiveness, right? And what else? The resentment you carry. Right. Sometimes you want to carry it. Sometimes you want to carry it because you think that it's going to, you know, it bolsters you up and that's okay. If that's your journey, that's your journey. Yeah. But if it gets too heavy to carry, what do you have to do? Let it go. 
Krista, I really appreciate just your conviction and what you do and what you talk about. And, you know, obviously people can reach out to you to learn more about like your story and why you show up the way that you do today. And I feel like I was sort of like listening to a seminar almost, you know, just like a little pep talk, a conversation. So thank you for doing me the favor of answering my questions before I even had to ask them. So I feel like I like, Oh, really? I'm sorry. I, I I'm feel like, like, I feel like I was just able to hang out and like listen to you today. But you know, really, it's interesting, because the thing I want to point out is, again, like just your conviction to like, let people know that they can take personal responsibility. Like they have that power to do that. They have it within themselves. Oh my God, live in your power. Yeah, they have it within (laughs) themselves. And um, I think like, you know, you are a good example of, um, you know, someone who immigrated here at 12 and had to really figure out how to find that balance with the Filipino culture and the American culture. And then now your husband's culture and then whatever culture your child, you know, your child is experiencing because they, you know, it's a balancing act for them as well. And so, you know, I just really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, share your story and, you know, all the good work that you're doing today. I thought I'd check in with Nani too, to see if you, if Nani had some thoughts as well. Yeah, no, I mean, I can tell that you really in that year and a half that you took off were really thorough in your own process and with your Mm -hmm. own healing. And you've shown yourself so much love and respect. I think that definitely like that energy exudes from you. And I can tell why you wrote the book and started Mm -hmm. a business and, you know, how you've basically taken that and been thriving through through that pain and through what the lessons that you took away from those experiences and and what I inspirational. Yeah. Thank you. What I also wanted to share was that I had a lot of people that, that, that kept saying, but that's just you. If I had any pet fees, it would be like, well, that's just you. Not you everybody just got lucky. What you. Yeah, you're like, you're yeah you just got lucky. That's your yeah, thing. You, 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 yeah, I you, hear you. You too, right, Dad? It's like, oh, you just got lucky. I you know, know I just got a microphone and started talking a lot. And then and then <laughs> I suddenly became an award-winning podcaster. No, you know, But that's only because I got my own shit and I kept doing it long enough. But people only look at the success. The and end result. Face, yeah, exactly. The end result before you know, they don't look at the journey that it took for you to get there. So yeah, yeah, I honor the fact that like, you really had to choose that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You intentionally worked through, you intentionally got to where you are, not just ended up here on Mm -hmm. some train to nowhere. So it's (laughs) like, even when you feel stuck and you feel oppressed and you feel, you know, resisting, there's always a choice there and you just have to find the choice and make yours and stick with it. And yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love how you guys are just like speaking and just doing, <laughs> oh, it makes me so happy. You know, I think like, I, you know, the thing about what a lot that we promote on the show, which is why it was just so great to hear you talk is like, you know, we don't push any specific agenda on the show other than to tell people to own their story, good and bad. And, you know, really, really own it and show up in a way that serves you and the world. And so we bring on people such as yourself to share their stories so that hopefully our listeners can see a part of themselves in that and realize that they too have agency, like they too can, 
you know, make a difference mm-hmm. in their own life and in their own, you know, and amongst their loved ones, you know, we're not here to like take down a big system of some sort. It's more so like if we can, if we can start at home, right. If we can start, start. there, it'll, it'll mm-hmm. cause a ripple effect, you know, in your environment in amongst your loved ones. And even for generations to come, because when it comes to trauma, for example, you can easily hand that down to someone. The next person can easily inherit it. But I'd like to believe that because you've done that inner work for yourself, that very thorough, deep, vulnerable, mm-hmm. raw, ugly, you know, it's inner so work. Ugly. It's like you've been able to, what, how do I want to describe it? It's like you've changed like history, you change your future for yourself and for your loved mm-hmm. ones and for everyone else that has the opportunity to get in contact with you. And that's yeah, beautiful. That work doesn't just benefit you. It benefits your kids. It benefits the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, when somebody's like, why would you do this? Like I had to take six months off writing because I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this to myself? This is not easy. This is hard. This is excruciating, yeah. right? Having to relive these moments. Yeah. But yeah. I knew it was bigger than me. I knew it was bigger than me. It was bigger than my gender. It was bigger than my culture, mm-hmm. you know, though it, mm-hmm. it stemmed from that. I knew that I wasn't alone mm-hmm. yeah. and that I knew there was there were individuals out there going through what I went through. And I just mm-hmm. want them to know that it's not forever. That's the best thing about it here in this life, right? Nothing is ever permanent. Yeah. Nothing yeah. is ever permanent and nothing is ever forever. And when somebody had asked me, what would you say to that eight-year-old who's being, you know, who went through what you went through, which was like physically abused, mm-hmm. you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, you know, in all levels, what would you say to that eight-year-old? And I said to hold on to your, mm-hmm. hold on to yourself, hold on to your spirit because it's not forever. This is not forever. Wow. And you will get through this and you will make something out of yourself because that's how powerful the human spirit is. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Drop the mic and walk yeah. away, Krista. Great inner child work there. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, We're I done. can cry right now talking to that eight-year-old, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's really important and hold on to that spirit, hold on to your spirit because that's how powerful you are. Mm-hmm. Wow. Forget the noise. If anyone is confused around how to talk to themselves or you're not used to having an internal dialogue with yourself, I think that's a great starting point to learn how to differentiate between, you know, you now and your higher self and your your inner child that's still hurt and still projecting Mm -hmm. something or affecting the way you walk through the world. So it's important to get to know both of them and how they communicate together. And that's yeah. a great way to to start it off. So thank you yeah. for that. Yeah, be kind to yourself, man. Like yeah. somebody's always going to judge you, right? Your teacher's always going to be like, you know, why you got to see or if you're gonna, oh, great. Now I expect that from you forever, right? Um, yeah. Your parents will always just be like, you know, in the goodness of their heart, you're doing the best they can. So they want the more for you and you, you feel you're being judged or, you know, <laughs> the, <laughs> your boss, right? Yeah, yeah. You're going to always have, a narrative from the outside world. What's your narrative? The only thing you can control is the narrative within yourself, mm. <laughs> right? The, narr- the dialogue within yourself, the narrative within yourself. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. Be kind to you. Honor you. Love you. Right? Yeah. 
Wow. Well, Krista, I know that we have to wrap up soon because you got a wedding to run to. Uh, So let me just take a minute here to, again, thank you for your flexibility to chat with us. I think this conversation couldn't have come at a better time as, you know, the holidays are coming up. It's really, at least for me, I don't know if it's because I'm a December baby, but you know, it's really that time. Yeah, girl. Okay. It's that time. (laughs) Yeah, we all are. Yay. Okay. That's why we're all here. um, This is why you're so tired. (laughs) Yeah, this this is why we're having so much fun right now. But yeah, I think the holidays is really a time. I mean, if 2020 wasn't a whole big reflection in itself, I do think that toward the end of the year is a time to reflect and decide like, Hey, is this a time that I'm going to like own my story? Like, yes, it's so easy to get caught up in the external narrative to get caught up in the news and social media and all of that noise Mm -hmm. out there. But it's just like what you said earlier. It's like, well, what does that mean for me at home? You know, and I hope that, you know, this conversation we're inspired again to look inward and get in touch with our inner child and, you know, kind of be our adult ally and hopefully enter 2021 with a whole different mindset and drive and a different, maybe a deeper level, a deeper sense of purpose, you know, when we show up in the world. So Mm -hmm. before we wrap up, Krista, obviously there's going to be people who want to get a hold of you and we will include this in the show notes as well, but let us know, how can we find you online and even get your book. Let's, let's yes. talk a bit about that as well. Yes. So you can find me at selfishlifestyle.com. That's S-E-L-F hyphen I-S-H lifestyle.com. My book, there's a book tab on, on there. You could grab my book. There's many links there. I have a blog too that talks about you know, everything and everything that I share my journey on and um, all the articles I have written for other platforms also. And I mean, Instagram.com slash selfish lifestyle approach. I'm also Mm -hmm. loud on Facebook. I'm very loud on Facebook. And um, on LinkedIn, you know, you could find me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't think, I don't think anyone else has your name, like your first and last name. So I'm sure I could just like Google you and like, it'll just like all pop up on like page one. But again, to our listeners, if you want to be able to get the specifics, we'll definitely provide that in the show notes for you. Krista. And I look forward to hearing from all of you. Yeah. I love all all of it. I love all of it. (laughs) I do. I do. I had somebody reach out to me from like England. I was like, ah, no, it was very cool. It was very, very cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, heal, thrive and love. That's all. (laughs) Awesome. That's a beautiful way to wrap up. Krista, thanks again for being here. We really appreciate your time and your love and your heart and just everything you shared today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, ladies. Fire up. (laughs) Yes. And Nani, of course, I have to thank you as always, not just for being my co-host, but for doing the good work you do on our newsletter and just being a soundboard for me (laughs) as well. So thank you for being here. Of course. No, you are my counterpart soundboard. So (laughs) that is right back to you. (laughs) Love it. All right. And again, to our listeners, if you want to get a hold of us or, you know, all that stuff, show notes and all, remember, I worked really hard on our website. So please humor me and check it out at tfaproject.com. That's tfawproject.com. I love your website. Thank you, Krista. That's always great (laughs) feedback. I always love hearing that because I work so hard on it and I've been postponing it for years and it's it's here. Been here since summer. So y'all entertain Jen and even just text me. We have a phone number. Don't forget that. 415-484-8329 and say, Jen, I saw your website and it looks great. And then I'll say, thank you. I need that validation. So give it to me. My birthday is coming up. (laughs) I'm kidding. Okay. Anyway, with that said, said, thank you all so much for joining us and we look forward to chatting with you in the next 
next episode. Tune in next time. Bye. Bye.